Welcome back, folks. My name is Last No Meal, and welcome to the Cyberpunk Community Podcast episode 74. Now, today with us, we don't have Mad Queen. She's going to take a break until next week, but um, starting from the left, we have Subsidian from the Triple S League. Hello, everybody. And also, the Neon Arcade. Yo, how's it going? Well, it's been a... A hectic week, wasn't it? <laughs> we had a bit of a, a news. Bit. Yeah, we had a little bit of a news, which was great, especially to uh, see another perspective from the art team, which was really cool to read about. And um, just before we begin, I do apologize for the quadras in the background. I have to keep my window open because it's really hot. Yeah, don't even mention the AC during the microphone. <laughs> so we have I like to- how it's... I like how it was synced up with the Quadra gameplay in the background. That's like blurred. <laughs> I mean, and the worst like thing is, right now it's happening. Like they, they know, like he's going to start streaming. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, they just want to mess you up. Yeah, we don't, we don't have the, uh, the, the naked man in this podcast. So we'll see how this one pans out. But don't worry, guys, we have the, we have the backup. So if anything happens, we'll be, we'll be covered. So don't worry about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So. The first thing I want to touch on, maybe, um, during this week, which we kind of started out, was the PlayStation magazine. And Mm -hmm. um, they actually had a really nice conversation with the art team regarding the fashion, regarding the weapons and everything. So maybe the first thing I want to talk about, and I don't think we actually discussed this topic a lot, but fashion and how how important it is um, in the world of cyberpunk, because um, as um, one of the art team members said... Um, they have like three pillars: the architecture, the I guess uh, the the overall vibe, and then the fashion, which is important for the world itself, which is important for NPCs. We're gonna be seeing different NPCs during the day and during the night, which is mm-hmm. really which is really cool. I mean, this dynamic. So, what what do you what do you guys think about that? Um, I found it interesting how they they I mean, jumping from The Witcher Three to to Cyberpunk, they they found it a little bit easier in some senses designing the clothing, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time they they wanted to remove a lot of the seams and the zippers and stuff like that to make the clothes look more manufactured. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really interesting as well as uh the color combinations. Like they they had a a little bit of issues with the color combinations. They found that a struggle, which I found kind of cool because they, I mean, there's so many different colors, so I get it. But uh, jumping from The Witcher, it's it's a huge jump in terms of uh, what the what the characters are wearing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you just look at, I'm just looking at the the avatars we have, like uh, with V and then Geralt and just the different materials <laughs> yeah. they use. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, our our profile pictures look pretty similar, to be honest. Look at the look at the scowl on their faces, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're both angry. You copy you copy me, bro. <laughs> I mean, I mean, God damn it! I've been okay, guys. This is the <laughs> last last podcast. <laughs> last podcast. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Geralt is a simple V knockoff. Let's be honest here. <laughs> oh my god! So about the clothes, yeah. um, something that's that's really interesting because I mean, you're going to have the old fashioned stuff in there too, and we've already kind of seen that. But some of the, like, I'm expecting and hoping that some of, like, the high-end, like, clothing, like, the awesome, like, top-end stuff that the uh, that the people are using in, um, you know, in the, the upper, you know, the, the corpo, high-end corpo stuff. This is something, because this is something that I know is on its way, um, would be 3D printed clothes. 
Mm -hmm. And that's like, it's an interesting concept for me um, to kind of like look at and say, gosh, we're like, we're getting kind of close to that point where some suits would be 3D printed to perfectly fit you and have absolutely no seams. Like hmm. that's mm. that, that in and in and of itself is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Not having not having any um seams or anything like that, but then also not having like, you know, uh just having something like that's the three D printed format is something that's the that's very interesting to me. Because mm-hmm. there's always some clothes that, you know, I've looked at and, and thought about before. Um I may or may not have designed clothing at some point. Um <clears throat> but the seams always got in the way of some stuff. Yeah. And I was always mm-hmm. attracted by this, this idea and this concept of the, the seamless clothing. And, you know, it, and I think that it started from the old, like uh, next generation, mm-hmm. um, you know, Star Trek is that, that there was always something that seemed to be pretty unique there. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you can, if you can 3d print your own guns, like you can with, mm-hmm. I think the, uh, the, the lore book referenced a take home 3d print it yourself kit for, for some of the weapons, uh, for the budget arms, uh, weapons, I believe. So if you can do that with weapons, why not with, uh, clothing? It only makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's only a matter of time until it becomes a reality, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because that—that's what it is. Um, I don't know how much you follow. I don't want to go too far into fashion. <laughs> I don't follow fashion, but I follow the business behind it, and um, it's just gonna be a thing of the future. Um, when mm-hmm. machines take over, it's gonna be easier to print because, well, it is what it is. People need clothes now. You have knockoffs, which are happening mm-hmm. everywhere. It's just how it is. The industry works that way. But um, yeah, before we continue, thank you everyone really for coming to the stream. Like, uh, like There's a lot of repeating names, a lot of new people. So for all of you that don't know, we have this podcast every single week. It's on each and four of our channels. Every week it rotates and we take questions from the community and we also talk about the game. We talk about the recent news. So that's it. And also, everyone, please, I hate to ask this, but it's just the YouTube algorithm. If you can, please click that like button. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, someone asked. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you actually want to say something? Who, me? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, oh, good. I'm okay. good. We had a thing. Did you guys see the neural link? Yeah, we did. We're, this uh, This world is becoming cyberpunk already. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that like yeah it's it's we're kind of living in that world but we're just missing the cybernetics and don't worry elon got discovered it's getting there it's getting there we're it's i mean it's one of these things where this is this is technology where you know there's a lot of technology that was invented that that didn't really have like you know people sitting down and trying to figure out how to do something in particular it was people tweaking things just random things and then coming up with the the solution or like the addition of what they thought like nobody set out to make the iphone the iphone they were just taking the you know the basic concept of a mobile phone from the old nokia and blackberry days and saying how can we improve upon this how can we take something that that you know, already functions and in, unfortunately for, uh, the stockholders and people that worked at Blackberry were like, they were saying, Oh, we've, we have taken the phone to the absolute pinnacle of what it can do. Idiots. 
It's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then the iPhone came out, I think it was six months later after they said that, after their, their one of their leads at the company said that. Oh, there's nowhere we can take the mobile phone. The mobile phone has already evolved to the to the pinnacle of what it could possibly evolve to. And then they, of course, you know, iPhone came out and destroyed them. The only reason why BlackBerry exists today is because they did happen to have a, a much more secure network. And that network of of um, systems and tools work for like governments better, governments and military better. So there's still places in the world that you can go only if you have a BlackBerry, and you cannot have a um, you can't have an iPhone or an Android in there because they're just not secure enough for for certain things and and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, but it's this is one of these scenarios where it's like, we're, we're really like, they're chasing after the concept of a neural link. And there's a bunch of ideas that people have and a bunch of concepts that people want to go for. And it's not just Elon Musk. It's also, uh, um, um, I, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Uh, God, the, the God from steam, you know, that guy, Gabe, Gabe Newell. Uh, so I, I wanted to call him Gav for some reason, <laughs> but, yeah, um, Gabe and, and a bunch of other people, they, they know what they want. They want a, a system in which we can basically, you know, have a mind tap into a, to a living, breathing world and then have that living, breathing world become, um, you know, a, a, like something that they can interact with on a continual basis. So kind of like a dream, but not, not quite there. You know, 100% lucid, 100%, you know, um, created by a, you know, a developer or somebody that's, that's coding the room and where we will get or what we'll get out of that. We don't quite know yet no. because it's, that's one of the things where it's like, Oh, are we going to get something that we think we're going to get? Or are we going to get something that is nothing like what we thought we were going to get? And the technology is going to move in a different direction because again, it's like that happens a lot. You know, people were searching for heart medication and they came up with the Viagra. So, you know, you never quite know, you never (laughs) quite know what you're going to get when you uh, start muddling about with, uh, with stuff. So, yeah, it's it's something that I'm really interested in, in seeing how this progresses and, and hopefully, hopefully we get this, uh, we get this sorted out to a level that, we can actually have like full dive and then full upload at some point would be nice too. Yeah. It's very ready player one. Very <laughs> oasis. Oasis like. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, the Neuralink thing is cool. It's like uh I was reading something, it was like you can summon your uh your Tesla car with the Neuralink implant, and I was just thinking, yeah, you can do that in Cyberpunk too. <laughs> it sounded exactly the same. Like Get stuck it could have been you could have replaced yeah, you could have replaced that sentence with like a developer from CDPR and you'd think they're talking about Cyberpunk 2077. It is surreal. It's moving a lot faster than I anticipated. But when we come to this point, it's like, all right, now it's becoming reality. Who's going to do it first? <laughs> well, definitely yeah. Elon. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of people. I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a wild thing. But I'm sure in like the 10 years, our lives are going to be much different. Just mark my words. There's, mm-hmm. the, the world is going to change completely. Just mm-hmm. look at how far we came from like 2010. If you compare that to like 2020, it's insane. Yeah. Insane. And technology is, technology is exponential. It grows exponentially. It's not linear. Mm-hmm. It just shoots up there. 
True, true. All right. Now, um, we have another question uh, and something I actually wanted to talk about. Anhav Khan says, uh, some already disappointed with the number of base model cars. Okay, so <laughs> what was... Uh, the number was like, what, 29? 29, yeah. 29 of base uh, vehicles. And by that, it means like the the, the base factory vehicle. And um, I mean, of course, like people can be disappointed, but um, it it means that there are more variations of those cars. As they said, there's going to be street version of the car. There's going to be those rundown versions of the car with solar panels on top, you know, <laughs> necessity over style kind of a thing. Um so don't worry, everyone. There's going to be enough vehicles. Um, we already saw a bunch of uh, car manufacturers, some from before, some new. So I'm, yeah. I'm sure on that front, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And the the variants look pretty substantially different because they showed the uh, the one quadra vehicle and the shell might look similar. It's the same shape. But the Nomad and the, the regular street version, they look quite considerably different. So mm -hmm. yeah. uh, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Yeah. And of course, whenever you have people actually designing each and every single version of that of that car, it can be more detailed. So, in a sense, which can be more interesting, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I always I always found it nice when you know interior is also good because okay, some games don't really focus on the interior so much. It's not the focus of the game, but I really like it here because it's not only the exterior, you know. Like some games, you have amazing vehicles, amazing chassis or whatever. You go inside to the interior and like every wheel is the same or there are no details. And we all know that every car has something, you know. People are going to put something in that vehicle. So it is going to be different in that sense. So for me, um, that's that's mm -hmm. nice. That's a nice, how they say, alternative for us not being able to customize the vehicles. Yeah, and I'd imagine they put a lot of effort into those interiors just because you can switch from from first person to third person. So the outside and the inside has to, you know, have some sort of congruency in in its design. Of so course. I mean, 20, people are still disappointed about twenty nine vehicles. That's I mean, you're allowed to be disappointed. You're allowed to have your opinion, but mm -hmm. uh, we we don't know how many variants they're going to be and how many. They they mentioned countless variants, obviously, but yeah. you'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Hello. And and one thing that I want to point out is that we do have more or less a confirmation now that we're going to have some, um, we, we may not be able to mod in a mod where you can design and modify your, your own game, your uh, own car within the game and add this and add that. But what we do know right now is that from a modder's perspective is we're going to have a lot of people pumping out their own cars and versions of their own cars just like you have in skyrim where people are pumping out um you know uh, uh houses and stuff like that and, mm -hmm. and apartments and stuff like that i think it's going to be quite clear that we're going to have a whole litany of um actually mounts is probably a better <laughs> more more apt uh, um version of that but yeah we're going to have a long lineup of vehicles and cars and stuff like that that does that that you know is going to give you that um is going to fill that that desire that you have to like you know have a have a your own custom car that you know none of your friends use because there should be there probably will be within the first just the first year alone i'm going to i'm going to guess that they're probably going to be um in the hundreds definitely yeah. in the hundreds of of user created 
um, car models and stuff like that. And it'll be alterations and whatever. And then at some point, I suspect probably after the first or second expansion, we will get that, um, we will get, you know, people making a mod or, you know, CDPR will do it themselves where you can then customize your own car within the game. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that's why that's why we're such huge advocates for mods because um, you have people who play the game, who are good with coding, with programming, with you know, putting stuff in games, with creating games in the first place. Because every single one of those modders that creates amazing mods is for for me a fully fledged person to work on a game because it's not an easy thing to create. I mean, you have obviously tools to do it, but so do developers um, that that work with an engine. So of course. That's why we want the mods, because they're going to fill in everything that I guess it's lacking, because not a company cannot put everything in the game. There is also time management, resources, how much money you can spend per project so you don't run your company into the ground. Um, mm-hmm. There is a risk fa- factor, of course, into that, but uh, yeah. yeah. So I, think the best, I think the best example of a company a gaming company that is attempting to add in everything they want to add into a game, it's probably Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, this game's been under... It never comes out. How many <laughs> years now? And they just keep going back and saying, oh, we're going to add this now, now we're going to add this, now we're going to add more of this, now we're going to add more of this. And at no point... <clears throat> like, we've had entire games, like, be pitched from a basic idea get a vertical slice, go into alpha, go into beta, release, and then basically power down essentially in the, in the, in the, in the term of like, you know, how, um, how, how popular is it, you know, now and that kind of stuff that started after that game got started. And it's been so long, it's been so much, and it's been so much constant like evolving the idea and evolving the idea and, and trying to cram in more and more and more and more and ultimately you end up not getting the game period which i mean is what i think we're really looking at that with that one it's just it's just we're not we're not getting it guys <laughs> i hate to burst your bubble, yeah. but many games fell into the water because many projects fell fell into the water because they're too ambitious ambitions ambition is good but for mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't ruin the project. Obviously, I can, you know, when you're, for example, as a producer, like you're, during your projects, during your, let's say, um, test, you're going to be given, okay, let's say, like, you, let's make a project. You have unlimited money. Let's see what you can do. And then you write all of these things, and then they're like, well, reality hits. Now you have to cut this, cut this, cut this. So you try to find the best formula and the best way to do a project with the money you have. Obviously, they were lucky because the Witcher sold like hotcakes, so <laughs> they were able yeah. to <laughs> extend the development, but yeah, obviously. And it makes sense that they work longer on games, I mean, because those games then are going to be played for years and they can focus on other projects. The worst thing that can happen is people get bored of your game, so you don't have constant mm-hmm. cash flow, and that basically ruins companies. Well, there's so much hidden hidden stuff in there too, isn't that? There's a YouTuber, Exlatalis, and he keeps finding new, um, rare dialogues in The Witcher Three. And the game's been out for what five five years at this yeah. point. Yeah. And he's still going through and finding little unique little Easter eggs, or not even Easter eggs, just things that were programmed into the game that no one has even even seen, or no yeah, one took Ex- the time to go and look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shout out! Big shout out! Team is amazing. Yeah. 
So I mean, this game is gonna. Miles Miles was mentioning that he he remembers everything that from The Witcher Three during development, and in this game he goes into it and he he's discovering new things and he worked on the game. He's a he's a developer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean, I mean, you're gonna be playing this. <laughs> You ask them now, like how, like what, what does the game have? Like we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. There's yeah. so much stuff here. Um, well, that's what, and that's one of these things that I've talked about this quite a bit about the, um, the the actual like alteration, the the direction that we're heading in in game development, where you're going to be utilizing AI and um, and voice prints to make you know to to write a huge chunk of story and content that are going to be put into the game and you're not even going to know everything that's in the game and this is going to be i i don't know how the like they're it, it's going to have to get quite intelligent because depending on the ai that you're using you might get stuff that you don't necessarily <laughs> you weren't necessarily expecting it's like you know what happens when you let the algorithm run one run wild absolutely wild and say yeah put in whatever you want um <laughs> that you think is popular, you get Elsa and Spider-Man fighting like, who, who was it? Dr. Doom or something like that? No, it wasn't Dr. Doom. It was uh Wario or something. It was just, it's just creepy and weird and nonsensical, but it's, really- if you let the algorithm absolutely run rampant, that's what you get. That reminds me of that dude who, who created an AI and forced that AI to, to watch like hours and hours of Trump, uh, what were the conferences or something like that, and then create a story, uh, create a story out of it? Well, I mean, in any of the scenarios that they've done that, that same thing, because they did that with, they've done that with Mario. <clears throat> there was one Ash was telling me about. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it was Mario, uh, where they they just made the AI read that, and then I mean, they even did it with Cyberpunk, like just taking all the all the the news articles from Cyberpunk and basically lined it up and said, you know, what is you know, create your own thing from this and it just kind of reads it off and it it sounds for the first like minute it sounds like oh yeah this sounds wait there's something weird yeah. and now the police are coming oh dear no no it's we're adding we're adding effects now with a night city boys <laughs> <laughs> damn it i feel left out now it sounds of someone getting beat up in, in the background of my stream <laughs> oh boy <laughs> Um, I just want to answer this quick thing. So, yes, Cyberpunk is going to have free DLCs and paid expansions like it was with The Witcher. And the reason why they differentiate the two is simply because of, let's say, the good old days. Because they they kind of focus their entire development is like how games were actually made like before, during the golden age, in my opinion, of gaming. Now, it's not the golden age of gaming, far from it. Maybe in some instances, but overall as an industry, no. But yeah, so DLCs, downloadable stuff, free stuff, some quests, maybe some armor, who knows, whatever, outfits, Mm -hmm. whatever, like it was for The Witcher. And then expansions, which actually expands the the game, it expands the base game, and that's why they're called that way. So yeah, that's that's basically it around that. And also, uh, one more thing which has been asked a lot and something that uh, we talked about. So, uh, Philip Weber was actually uh, talking to Russian audience and answering questions. I definitely recommend watching that video. Um, It's also linked on my Twitter and I believe on Neons as well. So, you can check it out there. I will actually try and post a link now. So, 
regarding the wanted system, which has been clear, cleaned, cleared out, so you will be able to start stuff in Cyberpunk. So you can go out, start shooting at people, whatever you want, like that's that's okay. But they won't let you, they won't let you do that for a very long time. So this tells me that the police and the Psycho Squad will be extremely deadly, which is going to be probably higher levels, um, augmentations, whatever he's, he is doing, by the way. So that sort of stuff. And once you die in the game, once you get flatlined, you have to load in the game again. So that's it. Like, end mm -hmm. for you if you're dead. That's it. In some cases, of course, there's going to be some things like where you don't die, but those are story missions, story moments. Of course, we didn't want to go into that, but there's going to be some differences. But the overall, if you're if it's your mistake, you have to load in the game as, again from your save and continue. That's how the, the things are going to go. Yeah. Character death is a game over screen and mission failure you have to you have to live with the consequences and that'll have a yeah. ripple effect in the story. Yeah. So the game won't fail once you finish I mean once you fail the mission. So be careful. Right. <laughs> so you can save before <laughs> you go on a mission. <laughs> I I mean some people do that. I don't know. It's like I'm I'm not I'm not saving like I'm, even if I do save, it's going to be for, let's say, if the game doesn't crash. But it's like, if I make a mistake, screw it. It's my, it's yeah, my consequences, yeah. I mean. Well, that's the whole point of role-playing, right? If if yeah. you could go back in time and change everything, then it kind of defeats some of the purpose of it. True. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. All right. Now, 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 now. There were some other questions. Uh, do mods only work on PC? I mean, Bethesda, Bethesda was able to implement them, right, in consoles. Through, through the well, just on on Xbox, PlayStation oh. didn't play. <clears throat> you know, they didn't play ball as much. Um, there were some mods that you could do, but you could only um, change existing things. So, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So you could only take an asset from one ass one side of the game and use it in another section of the game. So there was. That's not a lot. If you're wondering how many mods that is, that is not a lot. That is a very micro, very, very micro amount. Um, <clears throat> but when you're looking instead at, like, you know, modding, modding, it's like you can add in new, brand new stuff, and you can do that on the Xbox and, the and, and the, obviously, the PC. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. a little, little bit different, tiny little bit different, but yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Will the apartments change as you continue the story? Well, you're going to be probably going to be able to add stuff. We saw that you can add weapons to the uh, yeah. to the, wep the the weapon wall, but um, everything else we'll see how it goes. Rewards probably some some things, you know. But yeah, yeah. That, that's I think they said some small little tidbit uh, customization, but nothing too substantial. And mm -hmm. obviously. Based off your life path, your apartment will be decorated a little bit differently. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. yeah and I suspect that we, I suspect that that is one of those things that <clears throat> will probably show up in the game at some point, yeah. uh, especially for modding. I suspect strongly that we will, that somebody will be, start making houses and apartments and stuff like that. Mm. And, I also suspect strongly that you, because they originally had a system in which you could buy different apartments and move and do different things, but they ran into some issues with that. There's a good chance that a good chunk of that stuff is still buried in the code somewhere. It depends mm -hmm. on where it was added in, how it was added in, what, how far they got. 
there are some things there. Like there are some games where they ship it and they just leave the stuff buried in there. Bethesda is a great example of this. They have, there's so much cutting room content, you know, content that's left on the cutting room floor <clears throat> that you can make enormous mods out of all of that stuff and have it be done really, really well. Like it's so good that it looks like it's part of the original game. Um, and it flows just really, really spectacularly. And all you're using is the stuff that they've just left buried in files that just were never accessed. So hmm. that's yeah. interesting. It is. It is. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of code digging as soon as people get their hands on the files. Ooh. <laughs> Please make a VR mod, like a really good one, so we all have an excuse to buy uh, some headsets and we never have to live a day of our lives again. I'm just kidding. Preferably <laughs> the Seriously. Steam one. <laughs> um uh, the Viking Sock, we're going to be talking about Piranha Bytes, but this is not a place and time for it. This is about Cyberpunk, but don't worry. Um, Mauricio, in this interview, Philip said about voice customization. Mm. Did he, though? I think he didn't. Uh, as Did far he? as I know, it's just one one voice You're, actor yeah. per, per uh, gender, per, per body, body type. Body, sorry, so body type. It's not, it's not really gender, gender. Yeah. Okay. Uh, body type, my, my bad. And then per uh, language. I mean, and you kind of have to do this, right, in order to have the, the story flow, in order to really make emotional scenes. Um, <clears throat> now, I do like the systems that are starting to show up more often where they're, they have, like, you know, three or four different ones that you can pick. But typically those games, again, you, you don't have a ton of dialogue. You have, like, a smaller amount. Because every time you do that, you, you're, you're doubling your budget on your main actors for your game if if it's if it's a lot of back and forth like fallout 4 was an enormous amount um the uh that uh red dead redemption 2 that guy spent three years working on it two uh, no three or four years doing mm -hmm. audio line almost yes. you know almost every day like like not every day every day but like you know monday thursday friday you know he's in there doing recording Basically, and it's huge, and and that is a considerable risk that some actors have to take. There are some actors they work on a major project for like two, three years, and they don't get exposure during that time because they're working on on that main project. And sure, it pays the bills, but it's not getting you out. It's not getting you out to the things that you need to get the things to. Um, and it's that's a little bit more difficult, and you have to you know. That, that that is something that is a little a little problematic for the industry, which which is why the the voice actors did you know go on a strike and they tried to like get a little bit better response with that. So, mm. um, and and I think that's that's fairly um, I think that's fairly a fairly decent way of like expecting that that they get compensated because sometimes they they didn't even know the project that they were working on and they wouldn't even be able to get the credit for the project because of all the secrecy involved but because of all the secrecy involved you had a bunch of people who were essentially working on these projects for money but not not you know getting their name out there not being able to say hey I worked on this project I was the lead voice on this I was the lead voice on that and that I mean if you're in that profession, that's your that's your bread and butter. Like, mm -hmm. sure, you can 
job, but if it doesn't pay anything and you can't do anything, you can't go anywhere, um, you know, that's that's not good. You're just going to be tied down to a project and you'll never be able to leave it and or, or get the credit for it and, and have people go, oh, yeah, I remember you, and then just be able to work <laughs> off that. It doesn't work that way, and it's it's very not healthy, I think. So, yeah. It's a, it's a worthwhile system and I know I know a lot of voice actors and actresses who who work very very hard on their craft and they are very good at what they do and they deserve the chance of having um you know their 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 stuff put out there. Just wait until you hear, you know, female V. Mm. She's going to blow your socks off. Yeah. <clears throat> true, true, true. I agree with that. Especially Mass Effect did the same thing. No matter the the what character creates it's still the same voice for male and female. I mean, different for male and female, but predefined one. And mm-hmm. it still worked. So, yeah. Um, so, regarding other stuff, we had the, the Gamescom Awards, and I've been going through it. Um, so, Cyberpunk won the best Sony PlayStation game. There. Yeah, I found that very odd. It was, like, nominated for, like, uh, how many different categories? Six, nothing right? Nothing else. Best Microsoft game? Tell me why. Okay. Best action game, Star Wars Squadrons. That's the that's what it was nominated in. Best action adventure game, Watch Dogs Legion. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's okay. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it is what it is. Now, um, other things. Uh, and we're not gonna be going into this, guys, because uh, it's the judge's decision. I mean, it's not ours too. We'll see. We'll see once the game is out. But um. Uh, they also talked a little bit about Borg weapons. That's that was actually a very cool thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that point. Yeah, because uh, so Borg weapons are gonna be weapons specifically made for people who have augmentations. If you don't have enough strength, you pick up the weapon, you fire it, you're gonna be blown away, literally to the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's really cool. I mean, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Why not? I'm definitely going to make my character more stre- uh, strength oriented just because of that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> Imagine the power on that weapons. <laughs> Did we see one though? Besides, I think, hmm, could the weapon on Adam Smasher be considered? Well, I mean, yeah, it's part of his suit. Probably, yeah. He has a weapon integrated into his suit? I didn't even see it. I would suspect he has several. Yeah. I mean, doesn't have. A specific switch. We didn't see like a specific switch to Borg weapons, but I kind of want to see one. Um, yeah, I'd, li- uh, I'd like to see that. There's an old. Um, there's another old saying. Uh, there's an old saying uh, that the military has: Why build one super weapon for you know the regular price when you can build three of them at triple the price? <laughs> <laughs> so. That's kind of how that that works off of the you know how they how they function as a uh, as um like any any weapons creator is always going to look at it and say you know we could make this at this regular price but you know what would be really cool is if we just made it for uh you know made more of them and then that way we have so many more of them to use. <laughs> have we ever seen a, a recoil? I mean, obviously, in the beginning of a lot of RPGs and just even shooters in general, there's recoil patterns that are quite uh, aggressive, especially yeah. in in games like Valorant or CS:GO and stuff like that. But have we seen any animations where 
shooting the weapon actually launches you uh, to the ground or making you hit a wall or something like that? I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, we haven't seen it in game. We saw a little bit of recoil um, during that new B-roll footage when V enters the warehouse and the guy starts shooting. And I mean, it was on a controller though, so it's a bit difficult to see. Yeah. But um, once V actually started firing the weapon, it actually was really hard for the guy to move the weapon to the left, you know, to pan the weapon a bit. So I guess so. I mean, I, I, I like recoil, I like patterns. I don't like mm -hmm. when weapons fire randomly in that sense, you know. Yeah, but this makes it seems like it's like it's gonna shoot you to the ground, like physically to the ground, mm -hmm. and you know what I mean. Not yeah. just have that incredible kickback of yeah. the recoil, which is I I don't think I've seen that in a. Obviously, that would be a horrible element of a multiplayer shooter, but. <laughs> uh, we didn't actually no. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember if if some. FPS games did that. No, I don't think so. Can't remember. Trying right to visualize now. what that would look like. Recoil is one of those things that um, games just do not get right. Like bunny hopping and sideways strafing, <laughs> you know, tactics and shooters. It's like, it's great. Yeah, you try firing any of those weapons whilst you're jumping up in the air. It's not going to go over very well. <laughs> through that through that <laughs> i mean <clears throat> the the law missiles um those things have an enormous kickback on the back on the back side and i've seen people like on the range like you know they thought they were six feet seven feet back they thought they were fine boom they get hit in the <laughs> groin with a giant piece of steel yeah it's not it, it doesn't usually end very well for them that way but and that's that's just the that's the that's the injuries that are not life threatening there's way more that are extremely life threatening than that so yeah I mean, that's, that's not a very good mental image nope it's life threatening for your future generations for sure <laughs> Well, have you ever seen them fire? It's like yeah, I have actually. They, it's basically an explosion at both ends of it. It's it's why they, there's also a bad habit, which is really funny because I, I've I've seen videos of this where people fire it backwards, and they fire the law missile behind them. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they take out their own camp encampment with. Oh. That they're aiming at like oncoming forces is one of the funniest, saddest, most horrifying things you can ever see. On um, yeah, definitely mm. funny depending on what side you're on. But yeah, <laughs> that's why I say to people, safety first, guys. So it's safety first. Yeah. Everything else Start later. Look, use your weapon for crying out loud. That's that's the most important thing that you learn. First lesson, the most important one. Then comes everything else. All right, now. Can't talk about real life weapons <laughs> on YouTube. Can't talk about oh, anything. I'm talking about them from um, uh, what's a good game that has it? Um, Jagged Alliance Two. There we go. Jagged Alliance. Yes, Jagged Alliance Two. Same thing. Actually, actually, yes. In Jagged Alliance Two, if you're firing a law rifle or a, a law missile launcher, and you have a character standing directly behind the character who's firing it, you, that character actually can get hurt. They can actually get killed if they, they if the, it hits them the right way. Some game, sorry? Uh, it was Jagged Alliance 2. Ah. Actually, they actually had the proper, like, 
back and forth fire and you could seriously hurt your own team by accidentally firing the weapon um like having the exhaust port go backwards Mm. and people behind the person who's firing the weapon would take damage so yeah that's actually uh that's actually a very accurate uh accurate depiction Mm -hmm. yeah um so two things that uh, i see here in the comments so multiplayer will be like it will be it will be happening not soon of course they want to focus on single player first get one expansion maybe two out we don't know the plan like the exact plan yet but they're going to be working on multiplayer we don't know what multiplayer is going to be Philip did touch on that. He was asked about multiplayer and he said there's only a few people working on the multiplayer right now. Everyone else is busy with the single player. So I'm guessing right now they might be going through some ideas or they're maybe setting up the framework, the system, the networks, the servers, everything, which is going to be extremely important for this game to run. Obviously, we don't know how the the thing is going to be, but um, I was thinking a bit... Because I recently got back into GTA RP. <laughs> and I've been thinking, like, it would be really cool to have something like this in Cyberpunk. To actually have people role-playing. Because it would be such, you know, a core thing to Cyberpunk. With different mm-hmm. roles, I guess. With some being corporates in the city. Some being, I don't know, street kids, gangsters, whatever. Some being police officers, psycho squad, like... I don't know. That that kind of sounds intriguing for me. <laughs> yeah, and they mentioned they want to make it like deeply embedded into the lore, so it's yeah. not going to be some surface level uh, team deathmatch shooter. It's going to be more along the lines of that, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially because to what extremes people go with their role playing. So imagine that experience in in the game with like proximity voice. You know, oh, yeah. that would be so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if people agree, but yeah. yeah. And uh, there was a second thing. No, the podcast is not over. We just kind of started. Um, we're gonna be con- we're gonna be going for a little bit. Don't worry. <laughs> Isaac, uh, you might have muted your stream. I have. Turn the, vo- turn the volume. No, I'm talking to Isaac. Oh. Isaac in the chat. Oh, he says, God. "Why is no one talking? You might be. You might have muted your, your YouTube window." Me. <laughs> oh sorry Where no is we're good we're good a person who actually answers questions well she is busy at the moment and i mean we try to answer as many comments as we can um if we miss some we obviously apologize but uh, of course we cannot have answer every question we are happy i've answered that twice in chat also so yeah so like we, we physically typing it yeah 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 Trying to find what was the second thing about people were discussing. Uh, Night City Wire 3, I think, was a common question. Yeah. Yeah. So, next wire, uh, October, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. For me, it's October. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. it's only been know. two weeks since the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe there was a six week gap between. Like, if they were going to get four of them in uh, mid late September, then mid late October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you've got the the game dropping shortly after that. So yeah, yeah. True. Uh, there is an in-game stock market. Well, I I don't think it's gonna be a thing at the moment because uh, that that UI actually gets removed from you once you are uh, mm. expelled, expelled, fired from from Arasaka after the prologue. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, also, it's also one of those things where it's like I mean that is uh 
that's a really hard thing to program into the game to make it like a permanent feature because that's it's so easy to make enormous amounts of money off of things like that yeah. like it is it is really easy to make an just vast amounts of money for uh whatever game that you're doing yeah so mm-hmm. true Apparently, uh, the latest Gamescom tweet, Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk won the best role-playing game award on the main, the main, uh, thing. Let me see. So. Better. Nice. We're getting there. Slowly beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they needed any more awards. They already have like what three hundred fifty or four hundred at this point, <laughs> pre pre-launch. So I mean. That's always crazy. But yeah, someone was asking, yes, uh, of course, judges play the game. I mean, they have to. They cannot make decisions without playing the game. So, yeah. If you're a judge, you get to watch films first. You get to play the games first. I mean, <laughs> why not? Um, I think, yeah, uh, best role-playing game goes to Cyberpunk. That has been tweeted out right now. And mm-hmm. I guess this year overall? Of the entire? This is overall, yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's picking mm. up. They just said it's going to be also in the role-playing category to one the best RPG. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. How come you expert 2017 analysis aren't talking about a potential secret Mox character in the lore book on page... you had me up until or chris brown being a possible npc (laughs) you had us in the first half there tim (laughs) yeah i'm i'm sitting here trying to take this seriously going over the book on where does he talk well there there is a there is a uh, character with like a black piece of tape or something over her face yeah. which was like super weird but yeah they added tape face to the game oh wow. he's one i, of the best I think ever. i think it's because that character had a likeness to somebody in real life she Probably. looks like identical to somebody in real life i don't know if that was intentional or not or whatever but yeah <laughs> for those of you who got the tape face reference yeah. you, you have good taste in comedy well tim we're gonna have you to explain anyway you are the new expert on cyberpunk, my friend. <laughs> Can we use a tank? <laughs> I mean, I, there are I, tanks, but <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> Again, not sandbox, RPG. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, oh, there you go. This famous IG model with Slickwood. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Tanks, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe for for certain story uh elements right we're going to be able to ride in some of the big avs and stuff mm-hmm. like that for for story for narrative purposes yeah with another person driving it so maybe we can be a um a passenger i don't know if nomads have tanks i wouldn't mind maybe i wouldn't mind yeah. don't get me wrong i wouldn't mind <laughs> but you know i i don't think so i i don't we'll see we'll see like it depends how crazy it actually go with the game because some games let you, some don't. But yeah, um, Venus Gate, thank you for five bucks. Who is your wife going to be in Cyberpunk? Well, personally, for me, it's gonna be Quadra, but I don't know about <laughs> Sid and Nia. <laughs> who's my who? Who are our wife? Who's gonna be? Was that the question? Yeah. Um, 
my pistol. <laughs> my weaponry. What was the name of that gun? The uh, the slotomatic? <laughs> the slotomatic. Why you got to assume that we're going to have a waifu? Why can't you assume that I'm going to be the waifu in the game? Mm-hmm. The plot thickens. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Am I... <laughs> Mike I mean, we've we've we haven't seen too many NPCs. Like, there's like three to pick from at this point. So uh, I don't think anybody can commit so early. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. As I said before, like, I'm not much into romance in video games. I will do it in this game because of the amount of effort it went into. Because it's not gonna be some optional thing. It's actually gonna be tied with the game. Because of course, you're gonna get some info. And we have Quadra in the background again. Sorry about that. It's like I'm post F1 track, but it's okay. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I, saw, I saw one of the best, I think I mentioned it the other week, I saw one of the best videos ever. And it's basically what people with loud engines think everybody else thinks when they roll through. And it's always like, you know, there's a bunch of guys just hanging around in their room and then they hear that and they just all, they run to the window and they start clapping and cheering. Like, wow, woo, you got woo, yeah, woo, you're so cool. Oh my God. They're calling up their mom going, oh, I saw a beautiful sight today. It was so awesome. The guy was just, he was just going somewhere. He was going somewhere. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm not. I'm not being insulting. You, you like cars? That's your thing. You like bikes? That's your thing. That's good. That's cool too. But just so you know, the rest of us don't think you're awesome when you roll through a neighborhood with an extremely loud muffler just for the fun of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing is, this is not the neighborhood though. This is the city. But um, I have a really nice round system in these hills. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. Someone coughs on the street, and I hear it. <laughs> oh my god! No, actually, I I can actually hear the people because there's a huge shopping mall below me, and people gather on the parking. And sometimes, if they speak like loudly, and I'm on my window, I can literally hear what they're talking. <laughs> this is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Any interesting conversations you've overheard? Absolutely Any not. To, to kill Absolutely not. Assassination plots? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, we already talked about NCV October. In my opinion, we don't know. We don't know what it's going to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Um, and there is there is one thing that uh, we haven't covered, but uh, Spoko. They came Spoko. out. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Siv, I think Siv has a lot of things to say about this one. <laughs> oh, really? Well, I mean, I, I still don't know if it's their... Like, we still don't know for sure if this is the only mobile app that they're working on yeah we've heard we had heard quite a while that they were working on something um and we're still hearing rumors that they're working on stuff and this does tell us what uh Spockov is doing uh doesn't tell us what some of the other places and some of the other missing staff are doing but yeah no it and we we had figured it was had something to do with horror uh or at least like horror element and we kind of see that now because that was what was being hired for was people who can do like atmospheric um, stuff. And I mean, you look at the trailer and I mean, it's clearly that that's what they're going for. Um, And that's really cool. So that's, yeah, that's, 
it's a basically Witcher Go thing, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So, you know, be prepared to have people putting down lures to lure, you know, joggers into, uh, um, or, or players into areas where they then, you know, proceed to, you know, uh, take their stuff. <laughs> yeah, be <laughs> careful. Be numbers. careful where you go, hunt. <laughs> Be careful when you're out hunting. Somebody might be hunting you, and it might turn into the danger, most dangerous game ever. <laughs> what do you, what do you overall think? I think it's a really nice idea, though. I mean, it's not something I expected, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's a really neat idea, you know, to try out. We'll see how it does, of course. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it looks like Pokemon Go with like significantly, uh, significantly more. Uh narrative elements mm-hmm. to it because you can like actually go up to there's like a screen where you can actually go up to npcs and they got the like yeah. traditional question over their head mm-hmm. so that's gonna be really interesting and quest yeah it's it's very interesting to see where this is going from because this this is like they're certainly taking it one step more uh mm-hmm. than anything that's been done before and they're certainly like implementing a lot of really cool stuff into it and I do wonder if, like, if they've put a lot of the, like, wh- how they've placed these or where they've placed these or exactly how this is going to work. It's going to be really interesting to see exactly, like, how this plays in yeah. and what exactly they're going to be doing. And I'm really excited for this. I'm also, like, very, like, one of my big reasons for not liking the ARGs was, was our, what I already said. It's great to like encourage people to get out and walk around and, and do stuff. And that's very healthy. And I really like that. But then you enter this problem with battery power, battery life. Um, and then, you know, encouraging people to like, Hey, if I just walk down this dark alleyway with my full concentration on my cell phone, instead of where I'm walking, you know, I'm definitely not going to walk into anything that's dangerous. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, think, bad things can happen to everywhere. I know, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting concept, um, and that I'm really interesting to see how they've how they've done this because I think I think well, I mean, you know, Pokemon had had to shift a lot of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They had to so that you didn't necessarily, you know, encounter those problems because they were also like they were also like flooding like certain areas. Like people were getting like this suddenly like thousands of people were hanging around outside these random businesses and stuff and people were like, "Why are you here? Oh, we're here chasing Pokémon." <laughs> what? There's one there, and they, they, there's a whole bunch of people pointing over there, over there, and this the person without the cell phone is just standing there, looking absolutely like mystified and confused and really weirded out. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand what's going on. It's like, it's like, did, did you walk into some sort of like like uh, Twilight Zone, or you know, are you, are all these people high? I don't know. Yeah. But but you know what's funny? Someone said like you you're, you're walking around and you see another guy playing the game and you're like wanna wanna play Gwent? <laughs> <laughs> like in, in in theory, like obviously those things. It's a great happen, idea. Yeah, but in theory, it's amazing. Like it's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pokemon Go had the same. Obviously, the idea. I love that idea. I mean, obviously, people took it to extremes. Like, I've been reading some crazy stories. People going into, like, going to those electrical grids, like 
don't approach that. Don't. Don't. <laughs> Not even close. I, I had a. I was heading home during the the Pokemon Go phase. I was heading home from. I I don't remember where it was from, but I, I stopped over at a because they had the Pokemon stops, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I says you just go there to collect your whatever your daily goodies or whatever. So I stopped over at this gas station. It was I think it was closed or whatever, but there was a Pokemon station there, and I had a cop come up to me and he was like asking me what I was doing. I was like, yeah, just playing just playing some Pokemon Go up, sir. You know, not doing anything <laughs> sketchy. So yeah, it was a very interesting time period for mm. for the gaming culture. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure yeah, a lot of people were confused. Such an influence too, which is, like I said, it's very cool that this is, that this was a thing and that this is, you know, had evolved this way. <coughs> Excuse me, but it, it's just, it's also uh, very bizarre at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do like the concept. I do like the concept of getting, you know, having a reason to like get up and walk around and stuff like that. But I, I, it, it's, it's still one of these things where it's like I'm, I'm. I'm mostly on board. I'm mostly on board. I'm not 100% on board. I'm mostly on board. I'm not not negative or against it. It's just I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm trying to figure out how they're going to do it. So I'm very excited to see exactly how they're going to roll this out and then how it'll work and how mm. it'll function. Um, and then how much, like, one of the things that, that, that I that I like about the concept is, like, you know, it's great, but I do. I am curious as to how or in what ways they're going to allow for like, like, is there going to be character customization? Mm. You know, they have that a little bit in Pokemon, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing exactly how they approach some of this stuff. Definitely, so. definitely. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's a small market test for a first person Witcher. Because it looks like it's in the first person. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't, don't get, don't, don't get out the pitchforks yet, guys. Yeah, that that wouldn't work properly. That <laughs> sponsored by Arasaka. Yes, we're actually sponsored by Arasaka. We were approached by uh, this, uh, <clears throat> someone. <laughs> yeah, some people actually assumed this was a real company. Like, oh, you sold out. You sold out. <laughs> Really? Yeah, someone's like saying uh, some of the last one guy was uh, is this a real company? Like, is this where can I find it? I think, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just an in-game stuff, you know? But yeah, Arasaka mm. is everywhere. We're, we're watching. But this is a test to see, yeah. like, well, uh, who's going if they are real, we're not, if they are real, we're not getting our check. So Arasaka yeah. better send that over. Yeah, like, we need uh, that one of the things that you should check out if you have the chance, check out Mad Queen's video on Arasaka lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the funniest endings to her videos that she's ever, 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 ever done. Um, it's really, really just, just spot on, perfect, very, very funny. <laughs> oh lord, so good. Yeah, basically everything which is happening in the cyberpunk world is because like Saburo had a huge influence on like the story and everything. Like every move they they do, it's like it has a ripple effect through the entire world. Like just look at the the fourth corporate war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna be a very interesting character. Um, may- maybe maybe he approached us. You know, maybe maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> We'll see how it is in the game. I'm I'm sure there is going to be people who pledge allegiance to Arasaka, and um, I'm actually looking yeah. forward to all the out of the box playthroughs. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Like seriously, just finding the craziest stuff you can do in the game, like craziest, like complicate the game even further <laughs> to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, typically, typically RPGs aren't overly uh, entertaining to watch on on live streams and stuff like that. That's what, at least yeah. that's what I find. But I feel like this one is going to be like every time you watch somebody, they're going to be in a completely different kind of environment, and they're going to have different. Uh, they're going to be down a different path, and it's going to be super interesting in that sense. Mm. I agree. I agree definitely. I think this is gonna be a fun thing to just. Uh, I mean, you know, we can also see like what other people do, like what other decisions they made, where it, where it led them, and even if you like want to have mm-hmm. that decision, it doesn't necessarily mean it will happen depending on on how far in the game like this person was and etc. And that that's something that I'm really looking forward to, like just uh, yeah. the differences that people are gonna have. I'd mm-hmm. I'd love to see someone try to map out every single path or like at least get a, you know, kind of an idea for it because no. obviously it would take forever. But uh even getting a like a little hint it took uh, me it took me 80 hours to develop the um to develop the the concept that I had behind the uh Fallout 4 ending where you get all the factions um in a state of uh, basically peace mm-hmm. uh, in the, in the vanilla, obviously the vanilla release, um, how to get them all functioning and working together or at least not killing each other. Because typically what I found is that there was some aggression modifiers that would pop in um, when you completed certain, ta- certain quests. And then when the brotherhood came across the, um, you know, other factions, they just start shooting and everybody would start shooting Um versus when playing through it, you know, and meticulously going through it and and doing it one way, then they actually have, like, they actually fight together, and then they, once they're done fighting together, then they leave. And they're not, they're not shooting at each other or, or like, attacking each other or whatever. Mm. And so it's, yeah, that's a, that's, that's really, you know, that's an interesting concept and something that I really enjoyed, obviously, in that game, because I thought that was, that was something of, you know, I really enjoyed that concept. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what about boats? Says the militia, uh, we're not gonna be able to drive them. I think Miles talked about that. He said there's gonna be some missions on it, but we won't be able to drive them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can swim. You can swim. That's that's okay. But there's mm-hmm. not gonna be that much content underwater. It's just there to kind of fill the scenery i guess you cannot have night city without the ocean <laughs> the water. yeah so they didn't want you to jump out into the ocean and just be here with the black screen and like revert it to a save point because that kind of like strips you out of the experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Which yeah makes sense yeah there's just mostly not very much there to actually explore yeah and <clears throat> and for the most part i think that that's fine um it's a little disappointing right it's a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know. Or maybe they're just saying that and they're hiding a lot of goodies down there. <laughs> oh, true. You never know. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. For me, personally, I don't know. Uh, not much of a disappointment. I would maybe, like, have one or two hidden stuff, maybe a little bit more underneath, just uh, for the sake of a little bit of exploration, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe in the future. I didn't see much potential. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, underground could be good, sewers and everything, but 
now going to the ocean. Also, from the Lord perspective, after the Fourth Corporate War and during the time of the Red, they were actually dumping all of the, the stuff and radioactive uh, material into the ocean next to Night City because why logic? So, yeah, that's yeah. also one <laughs> one thing. Yeah. yeah. In, right into the bay. I'm not sure if we'll even see any sort of aquatic life there. No. Assuming, yeah. They they destroyed that long time ago. And I really like the quote that um, was in that PlayStation magazine from one of the devs. I do apologize that I can't remember every single name. I think, what's the name? Pavev or something like that? I can't, I'm sorry, I can't. Mil, Milna... Mjolnachuk? Mjolnachuk, yes. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think he's, I think he uh, said that um, they're not actually trying to, you know, look at this world and say, like, this is, like, they're making this world in reality, in, in the future, but they're just going for that, what if, you know, people continue to destroy nature and everything and corporations took power. That's basically what the story is about, is what if. <clears throat> that happens mm -hmm. potentially what things can occur and this is not something new this has been written in 1989 by mike pondsmith and the art Saurian. so they're basically continuing his vision obviously with their own little twists and turns but um, it's it's the vision of the world mike pondsmith actually created <clears throat> so of mm -hmm. course yes there is commentary on our society but as he also said they're not going to force anything down your throat, which I extremely respect. They're going to lay it out in front of you, and you take your conclusions, your own conclusions from that world, what you see. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and there, I mean, there's always similarities, and there's always, um, uh, darn it, the word, an allegory to certain content, certain written stuff. But <clears throat> very rarely is it a... You know, it's not always meant to be a direct correlation. Um, and I've I remember one argument I was having with somebody who was you're talking about like a, a, a fairly like public issue mm -hmm. in, in today's world, and I'm going, well, this doesn't work because you know, like, like the, you know, here's my reasonings for it, and then the, their reasonings are for, well, <laughs> excuse me, I watched this show and it seems to work just fine there. I'm like, are you? Are you pulling your real-world scientific data from a TV show based <laughs> in a magical universe? Yes. I don't see why we just can't do that. Are you joking, or is this serious? Because if it's serious, you have a serious problem. You know, that you're trying to correlate real-world science with magic from a TV show. Like, somebody's got to give you a long conversation about something. So, yeah, there's always that you encounter. But that's not what that's not what this is supposed to be and I think that's fine because I I think then that it speaks to you on an, on a personal level. You know, and I had somebody doing um <clears throat> I had somebody doing some uh, character research for 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 a video game deciding, you know, what faction and what thing that they wanted to deal with and there was a quote from this character and it was a really nice you know very solid quote and they were basically in tears because it was it was a it was such a good quote and it's such a good thing and the moral lesson of it was very valid mm -hmm. and that's fine like you you could pull morality from a bunch of different stuff um and this was clearly an you know an attempt to like try to try to like you know understand that from that kind of a perspective so, mm. so yeah interesting 
All right. True. Um, what else was there? Uh, yeah, we were talking also about salt, water, and metal. Um, but as 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 I quote Miles, and he said that people probably found a way to stop water to seal the the metal parts in twenty seventy seven. So we're good. Yeah, we're good on that, and <laughs> we're kind of going in too deep. But yeah, I mean, you have phones that you can take up to thirty feet underwater at yeah. this point, right? And yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they found a way. I mean, you also have to take a shower. There is no much logic to to have a metal arm and for it to short circuit. <laughs> yes. True. <laughs> Imagine having an augment with a cat. <laughs> that sounds like suicide. Convoluted way of okay. <laughs> Imagine an augmented attack cat, uh, Ken Gibson in the chat. There's a, there's a <clears throat> that is probably the best idea that I've heard all week. That is a that is a seriously <laughs> good idea. We'll call him, we'll call him Rowdy. <laughs> He's gonna have lasers. <laughs> but yeah, so like so far, obviously we're excited because the game is not going to be delayed further. As of yet, um, the countdown is going down, so we're we're definitely coming there. November is uh, we're we're getting into September. Um, Tuesday is gonna be first of September, so yeah, we're getting there, guys. Don't worry, so close. Eighty days, right? Eighty, eighty-one days, something like that. Yeah, we were never this close actually to release. Every time it was yeah. it was delayed. Ninety-one. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, it is what it is now. Uh, I think we pretty much covered all of the topics we had for this week. Um, it was a good one. We'll see what the next week brings when it comes to news and stuff. I'm sure there could be some, but at the same time, we had the PlayStation Magazine, we had Gamescom, so ah, you know, mm-hmm. it depends. Depends. Yeah, there'll be there will be some. Um, keep your <clears throat> you know ear to the ground on this one. Um. Were, I suspect that there were a number of interviews that happened over the weekend mm-hmm. that are going to be timed releases, right? This is something that happens at pretty much every convention. So we're probably going to have a couple of write-ups uh, <clears throat> and a couple of interviews posted over the next like week or two um, <clears throat> that were filmed or done or were were um, were put together kind of during this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's how it normally now because it wasn't mostly online and there were some industry people there you know how that all shakes out we don't we don't quite know yet it's it's 2020 life is weird (laughs) extremely weird but we'll get through it guys don't worry don't worry keep your hopes up don't don't go too much into negativity everyone in your home these things will pass and um it's gonna be great and at the same time at least we have gaming to keep us over, you know. So that's 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 actually amazing. Imagine this happened like seventeen hundreds. You can just look at through the window, <laughs> <laughs> look staring into a wall. Well, I'm sure that's what they were doing anyways in seventeen hundreds. I'm sure that was like their like, you know, main source of entertainment is watching paint dry and stuff like that. <laughs> oh. Wait, wait. My main source of ent- entertainment was not dying every day from starvation. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Like I, I had, 
I had some, I'm, I'm going to throw this in. Somebody was talking the other day. It's like, I don't understand these things where people say that, you know, a hundred years ago, people lived on, on less than a dollar a day. How, how they buy, how they buy their breakfast sandwiches. It's like, oh my, <laughs> they didn't buy breakfast. They didn't buy anything. They had to grow it or make it. If you, if you didn't get the food in for the week, you were dead. Like, this is how that worked. That's the most American question I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Breakfast sandwiches in particular, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. It's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's just, it's, God, it's so, it's so funny. It's, it really is. It's, it's very quite funny. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go through some of the rest of questions that I probably, sorry, uh, that I missed. I can't remember who actually posted. So, the first one was okay. This is the one uh, Tim says about brain dance into VR. Honestly, yeah, we would all love it, but um, so far that that it's not gonna happen at least for years to come. But in the future, I wouldn't be surprised if CDPR would consider making a VR game. I wouldn't be surprised. Depends on what it is, and even if it is, I think it would be something close to Cyberpunk, or maybe their <laughs> other IP such as the The Witcher and. Uh, the other question was about difficulty. Well, uh, I personally like to play on hardest difficulties, mostly because I like to learn about game, the mechanics that the game has to offer, and I believe the stronger the enemies are, the more they push you to use those mechanics that developers created. Um, yeah. I think that's that's the best. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's way. It's a much more rewarding experience. I started The Witcher mm-hmm. Three on Death March the other day, and I'm enjoying it a lot more, to be mm-hmm. honest. So. Yeah. Yeah, difficulty is good for as long as there are systems in the game that allow you to go and, you know, pass a certain objective. The worst thing for me is if the game is difficult and if the game design at the same time, if it has bugs and glitches that basically don't allow you um, to go further, not because of your skill, but because the game, that's a game design flaw. But um, I like I like difficult and challenging games that... Uh, that have amazing elements in it, like potion creation, oils, whatever that you need before yeah. a fight. Yeah, so, yeah it really forces you into those those elements that they've crafted for you, right? And on mm-hmm. on the regular difficulties, you don't really even have to do that. You can just mechanically brute force your way to to everything. Yeah, yeah, I really like that, especially for for a for an RPG. I think that will be that will be good. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, right. Uh, I think we. Yeah, pretty much covered everything. So I want to next week. Any any specific plans? Planning to upload something, guys? Um, I'm streaming the Nvidia event on the first, just because uh, I have a suspicion that we might see something cyberpunk related. <laughs> if not, we'll probably get some RTX screenshots or mm. uh, something like that. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. But anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to watch that, anyways. And then just uh, business as usual, Laura news. Mm. Yeah, sip. Um, pretty much, pretty much just the same thing. We're going to be trying to cover some more info here and there. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Ash is going to be very interesting about this NVIDIA event. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, regarding me next week, you're going to be getting some lot of videos next week. Actually, I'm going full on ahead. Um, sorry everyone for the lack of uplo- uploads over the past few days um some things transpired uh, nothing too crazy just uh, been busy but um next week we're gonna have more videos um lore explainer we'll see how things unfold especially because sip said we're gonna be having q a's and stuff with the, uh, the dev team so of course 
if someone posts that we're, we're gonna be analyzing and talking about it so don't worry every single link to all of us to our discord to twitter to youtube uh not twitter sorry i have to add that but um yeah you can just uh check us out there subscribe and uh yeah hopefully hopefully everyone enjoyed this uh week and uh, regarding mad queen uh she is probably coming back next week um we, we she uh, yeah. she did post a video if if you are fans mm. of her and you want to know kind of what's been going on she posted a video up just a few hours ago um if you're not fans and and there's no it's not it's not a drama thing um, yeah yeah. If you're if you're not fans and you probably you know she she mentioned herself that she'd rather you, know, <laughs> you, you don't watch it because you won't you won't have a lot of context for what's going on and um but yeah it's something if you need to you know if you if you ever find yourself kind of like you know having difficulty and not being easily understood go go check it out because mm. it's a good thing to leave a positive response that she's been that's been very helpful to her. Check that mm -hmm. out. So we're sending her, her love from from the stream. Everyone is. She's gonna be. She's gonna be here soon. Good vibes. Worry. Yeah. Sending good vibes. Positive mm -hmm. vibes to everyone. So everyone, please keep the vibes positive. There is no need, no need to be negative. The world is already negative enough. You know, sit back, relax a bit, enjoy. You know, some things you can't change. Some things you can. If you can change it, obviously no need to be worried about it. If you cannot change, then why are we worry worried about it? You cannot change the thing. So yeah, that's just mm -hmm. my 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 way of thinking. <laughs> that's a good way of thinking. Yeah, it is what it is. That's life. All right. So next week it's going to be on Triple S League, I believe. Uh, yeah. I is it uh, mine? <laughs> yeah, it's yours. Everyone, it's we're, right. we're so organized. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is brutal. We're we're are we stupid? I think uh, we no, might no, be. No. Look, look, look. So last week we had Mad Queen. Uh, the the stream went down, and I it's... took over. So I'm this yes. week, and I know. Back up. And then it's you, Sib. because yes. because last time I I took a break. Um, after my stream, then it was your week. So it's triple yeah, S. So I'm... Yeah, Saib, Mad Queen, then me, isn't okay. it? No, 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 yeah. no. It's Saib, you, and then Mad Queen. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Well, you'll get notified. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. So thank you everyone for coming in every single week. We really appreciate the support, the likes, even the dislikes. Look, it is what it is. It's criticism. We accept it. Don't mm -hmm. worry. All right. It's engagement. Yeah, it is. And bye bye everyone, and stay classy. See you guys. Goodbye.